0: You're listening to the Health Coach Careers podcast brought to you by Wellpreneur. Learn what it's really like to be a health coach in these interviews with real, successful health coaches. These interviews originally aired on the Wellpreneur podcast, and they're hosted by me, Wellpreneur founder Amanda Cook. I hope they give you inspiration and insight into planning your own health coaching career. Are you thinking about becoming a health coach? I know it's a big decision. I know I had a lot of questions, fears, and excitement when I took the leap to become a health coach while I was still working full-time. That's why I've created a free health coach decision kit to help you decide if it's the right next step for you. Download the decision kit at wellpruner.com slash decision kit. This week, we've got an awesome episode in store for you. This week, I'm talking with health coach and thyroid expert, Andrea Beeman. Now, depending on how you became a health coach, for those of you that are health coaches out there listening, you'll definitely know Andrea because Andrea was one of the guest teachers that was very involved in the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. She's been on MasterChef, and she's really a thyroid expert who runs programs and writes books all about how to improve thyroid health. And I wanted to have Andrea on as part of the Real Health Coaches series because actually Andrea is a real health coach. She started as a health coach and she's really built a thriving business and brand for herself where she's got one-on-one coaching, group classes, books, audios, videos, a really diverse range of products. And that's exactly why I wanted to have Andrea on, because we're having an interesting conversation about how being successful in wellness doesn't mean you just have to do one thing. You should really be thinking about multiple income streams and the different variety of ways that you can really serve your audience. And that's through just more than offering a one-on-one service. That means really falling down in in creating their businesses and, you know, some common mistakes people are making and what you can do to start diversifying your income and your products and services right now. So let's jump over to the interview with Andrea Beeman. Hi, Andrea. Thanks for joining me on the podcast.
1: Oh, Thanks
0: for having me, Amanda. So I am so excited that you're on the podcast because anyone that out there who went to IIN, who's a health coach, which is not everyone in the audience, but it's a good chunk of my audience is obviously going to know who you are. And so... It's kind of funny. I'll just quickly tell the story of of how this came about to get you on the podcast. We were actually in a Facebook group and having a conversation. There was a thread where people were talking about making it as a health coach and how to be successful. And you jumped in and said, I don't have the exact comment here, but you said something like you kind of gave them a smackdown. (laughs) I totally loved it. You said something like, you know, why are you putting all this pressure on yourself to just like, have to be this pure health coach and only do health coaching. Everyone should be looking at multiple income streams. And I thought that was so brilliant. And Andrea, that's why I wanted to have you on the show today.
1: Oh, good. Yeah. You know, like since I started my business, the idea of just simply health coaching just did not resonate with me at all. I have an entrepreneurial spirit and that means that I like to create stuff and I like to share stuff. So I love working with clients, but if you were to tell me, oh, Andrew, here, you have to see 10 clients a day or seven clients a day or even five, even five clients a day, every single day, five days a week, I would be dead right now. Yeah, I would feel like my whole life was sucked out of me. I love to create content and I love to share it. And what I told the students on that thread was if you want to be a successful health coach, and this is what I've discovered and what I've seen, is that you have to have multiple streams of income. And I say income, but I mean what I mean is create various outlets where your voice can get out into the world where you get some monetary value for it, right? So uh, books, DVDs, podcasts, uh, go out and give lectures, conferences. You know there's so many ways to have multiple streams of income coming into your business so that you don't have to sit there and see client after client after client after client, which can be exhausting, Amanda. Completely exhausting.
0: Mm -hmm. I don't know. It seemed to me from like reading in that forum and and just other things I've read that we can like put this pressure on ourselves that if we're going to make it as a health coach and for everyone out there, fill in the blank of whatever your chosen profession is, right? Your type of practitioner that you are, that if we're going to make it as a health coach, you have to be just health coaching. Like just doing and which means doing that one-on-one health coaching. And I think that's kind of crazy, right? Like we should broaden our definition because there's so many ways you can use your skills to help people.
1: Absolutely. I have students that are not only health coaches, but I have Reiki practitioners, yoga practitioners, you know, people that come to me, they're like, Andrew, teach me how to do it. (laughs) And like, I tell them, great. You want to be the Reiki practitioner? That's wonderful. I have two Reiki books on my shelf. I say, where's yours? Mm -hmm. You know? Sit down, and it may not, you know, not everybody wants to write a book, but boy, is that a great calling, calling card. It's a great way to solidify yourself as an expert, to get your message out into the world to a larger audience. You could do a, a, a podcast, you know, you don't have to write a book. You could do a podcast, you could do a blog. But, you know, there are so many ways so that the Reiki practitioner, although it's a fantastic job, if somebody comes into their office, right, and they're like, oh, yeah, I came here for Reiki. Whoa! would you look at that? This person also has a series of Reiki books that I could take home with me. So I could learn this a little more in depth, you know, or the student that wants to learn with the Reiki master. Like I have a, uh, an example. Oh my gosh. My chiropractor, I love her. I love her. She just retired. And for years I've been telling her, listen, Susan, you've got to put your information into a book so that you can make streams of income while you're retired. So like you retire and she doesn't, you know, as a chiropractor, she didn't have like a huge 401k set up. She didn't have a corporation behind her. So now, now that she's retired, she's like, okay, can I go teach at a school? What can I do to bring in extra money? So like a little bit of forethought of how you can make money always. So like Susan is now retired. She's 70 years old. She still has another 20 years on the planet where she can have income coming in with her having to do nothing if she had a book if she had something out there in the world where she is not working her hands because can she really work her chiropractic hands? And you know, she had to retire because she was getting arthritis. So we have to start to think long-term and big vision because you know, like I would like to think that we're in the world and we're just going to live happily and healthfully. Woo-hoo, here we are just cruising along. But the truth is we need money. You need money to be here in the world. Otherwise you're going to be struggling and scraping and, and going to be exhausted and, and not feeling good. And and Lord knows when financial stress comes, it'll take all your energy away. It'll take all your energy away. So just putting some of these things into play, you know, like like even you, Amanda, creating the book for the wellpreneurs, the entrepreneurs out there, getting some stuff, boy, that would be a great product for you.
0: Oh, you're just spilling the beans. I'm working on it. It's halfway oh. drafted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no one knows that. You heard that first,
0: everybody. Andrea guessed it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because you're smart, Amanda. You're smart. You're thinking long term goals. You're not thinking immediate. Although the immediate is very important, there is this larger expanse of an entire lifetime that needs to get filled in.
0: So, uh, take us back kind of to the beginning of your journey. Because for you, I mean, when I look at you and you look at your website and everything that you're doing, you've really turned your personal brand into a business, right? You're not just like Andrea, the health coach. You have all these different things that you do. And like, you are this wellness brand, this thyroid wellness brand. So like, did you always know, did you always have the vision for what that was going to be? Or how did that come about?
1: Well, when I was first starting my business, like I said, the idea of sitting and health coaching people all day long was it kind of killed my spirit. It made me feel contracted rather than expansive. So I started to look at books and things that inspired me. And I was like, okay, I want to do that too. You know, like, like people that do lectures, wow, I could sit in a lecture but by somebody that I'm inspired by and I am floating by the time they're finished. And I wanted to have that same impact on people or similar impact on people. And so I said, okay, what else can I do? So when I first started my business, I started to do some, I guess you would call it mind mapping or I read the artist way and in the artist way, because I was never a writer. I didn't go to school for writing. By the way, I have four books. (laughs) I didn't go to school for writing, but so that wasn't part of my world. But the creative aspect really called to me. So when I read the Artist's Way in that book by Julia Cameron, which was initially uh, self-published, right? It was initially self-published, and then it was bought by um, I forgot was it Putnam or something like that. But she started out as a self-published author, and she says, like you know, artists just have to create. So. When I read that, I was like, "Wow! There's so many outlets for me that I can share my message of health and wellness in the world in a bigger way." I said, "I could do DVDs. I could do uh, television shows. I could do books. I could do podcasts. I, I at the time, podcasts weren't even a, a, a blip in the world. So I could do audio. I could do radio. All of these ideas started to spark up. So when I started to look at my long-term goals for my business." That's what I wrote down. It wasn't that I wanted to have a book and a DVD and this, that, and the other thing. It was that I wanted to get a message of health and healing out to a larger audience. And to get it out to a larger audience, I needed a broader reach. So to have that broader reach, I knew that books would do that. DVDs would do that. They would reach people in other countries. All of that was bubbling up for me. Because at my core, what I want to do is teach as many people as possible in the world how to support their health how to support their journey here on the planet so they're living happily and healthfully and not struggling. So that for me was like big goals, long-term goals. I started to see the bigger picture when I started my business.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And thank you for sharing that. I don't know. I hear from a lot of Wellpreneurs that they feel totally overwhelmed in the beginning. And I think it's kind of split into two camps. Like, half the people have this vision, like you had a big vision and you, I can just tell in your personality, you're just going to go for it. Right. And you're just going to make it happen and put yourself out there. And so there's like those kind of people, which can get totally paralyzed because they want to start all this stuff and they don't know where to begin. And then there's like other people that just don't even seem to have the vision. Like they just feel stuck even getting the vision. I'm curious, how did you even, like, where did you start? How did you know? how to start to eat that elephant, (laughs) they say, like, like, yeah, get stuck in. Well, I roasted it in
1: the oven. (laughs) That's how you get, you know, elephant garlic. Mm. (laughs) I guess I started to have that vision because I just think very expansively when it comes to putting, laying down the groundwork, I'm very contracted, meaning I, I see what I have to do and I get it done. But the expansive part of it is filled with ideas. And when I don't let those ideas flow, I feel stagnant. I feel, you know, that I'm almost like I'm dying, right? So if you look around, let's look into nature, right? Nature is constantly blooming and growing and expanding. And then, of course, there's this dieback time in the fall and in the winter where you go inside and you go within. And so like right now, this time of year, I'm not actually in such a creative mode, right? I kind of withdraw a little bit. I don't do as much out stuff. It's like, I'm I'm very much like a little earth person, right? I'm connected to the earth. So springtime comes when, I mean, and this happens every spring, I start to get like a tremendous amount of new ideas. And ideas come every single day, but more so in the spring. And it's almost like Maybe it's the way that I eat. Maybe it's the meditation and exercise and all that stuff. But I feel that when I'm in, in rhythm with the cycles of the planet, I'm naturally flowing and growing and then resting and then naturally flowing and growing and then resting. It's an interesting concept. It's actually the, another idea that I have for another book that'll probably come out in about two years. And it's really connecting to the earth and connecting to the universe in a bigger way so that you are almost like an antenna and you're picking up the information that You need from the universe, from the guidance, you know, whatever you guys believe in. I'm just like, when I say universe, I'm like literally talking about the stars and the planets and the solar systems, right? That's what I'm talking about. Not talking about like a guy living up on top of a cloud with a long beard, right? I'm I'm talking about the entire universe is an expansive and creative place. And it has this constant movement. And my next, next, actually, maybe that'll be the next after that book. Because I still have another one that's coming. Oh my God, don't get me started. But I believe that when we become grounded to the earth, then we become an antenna for guidance of what needs to flow through us and come out into the world. So if is feeling stuck, and I talk about this with my students in the Master Coaching in Action program, if somebody is stuck, like literally stuck, then they have to look into their diet and their lifestyle and see where they're out of balance. Are they out of harmony? with nature are they not grounded and supported right because in order to become an antenna you have to be grounded so are you not grounded are you not exercising you're not taking care of yourself are you floating up in the stratosphere by having too much cacao nibs right <laughs> you know all the stuff that'll really you know blow your mind out you jacked up on caffeine all the time you'll know, come on back down to the body and get these two areas connected, your universal body and your earthly body connected so you can get your information and get it into the world in a bigger way. Because what else are you doing here on the planet? Right? We're here to, I think, enjoy ourselves, have a good time, create while we're here and then get out of here. Right? We get out and we go on to whatever the heck the next thing is. We won't find out until we get there. (laughs)
0: I'm really glad you mentioned about the seasonality thing and the cycles because I think there's something so true about that. And that's something, so I worked in the corporate world for 12 years, and you're completely disconnected from cycles because you're just expected every day to perform like the same, the same, the same. And that's been one of the biggest things for me since transitioning to fully working for myself is that you can actually go with those, right? So there's totally seasonal cycles in the year, like you were talking about, where it makes sense that in the spring everything's coming to life. So we're more energetic and outgoing. And in the autumn and winter, it's more like pulling in and being introspective. And I think as women too, you've got like the monthly cycle where at different points in that you're feeling more outgoing or more inward focused. And so I think it's really cool. You mentioned that, that you're going to go through those different phases and you can kind of work that into your business and what you're doing at certain times. So if you know that you're you know, it's winter and you're more inward focused, maybe that's the time to pull back and get some like heads down work done and create and then do your launches in the, in the spring or summer. Yeah, totally. So I was just wondering, like in that vein, I wonder if you can kind of share, how do you decide what you're going to work on? Do you kind of go with those rhythms? Or how do you if you've got all these different projects and these different types of media and these different outlets that you're producing? What's kind of your process to decide where you need to focus your time?
1: well, I focus my time on the thing that's resonating with me the most. And the thing that's resonating with me the most is the thing that's always on my mind, right? So there could be 20 different things, but out of those 20 different things, the one thing keeps popping up more often than anything else. And I'm like, okay, obviously I need to work on that. I've got to get that up and out. Because if I don't, it'll actually start to drain my energy. Because then I'll be thinking, well, I really need to work on that thing. I need to work on that thing. I really need to work on that thing every day. And if I don't get to it, boy, is that some, that is a drain right there. And also when I start working on a project, I close off all other projects, by the way. I'm very clear about that. Because unless I have a streamlined focus on what I want to create, I won't be able to do it if I'm pulled in 27 different directions. So if I say, okay, this year, well, this year I finished my thyroid book, right? So people would say, hey, why don't you do this? And why don't you do that? And, what? and I'd be like, nope, I got to finish this thyroid book. I got to finish this thyroid book. Thank you very much. Call me in the spring. Call me next year. I'll work on that other stuff at another time. You know, because it's very easy in this day and age to be pulled in a thousand different directions and then you won't do anything. Nothing yeah. No, absolutely. And like, think
0: of social media, especially, I think, for a lot of us that are solopreneurs and that are on Facebook in some of these Facebook groups, it's like everyone's doing all these amazing things, or so it seems. And I think it's super distracting. And you can really get like this fear of missing out or like, oh, comparing
1: yourself to everyone else. How do you avoid that? That's so funny. I do talk about this with my students and I talk about it with my husband because my husband is just now starting a business. He's starting a business for men, health coaching for men. So when I get up in the morning, I'm very clear that there are boundaries that have been set for my day. And one of them is, first of all, Facebook for me is the time that I spend on Facebook is very limited because I'm very clear that that is a social network. So if I'm socializing, I'm not actually working. So there's a time for socializing it. You know, everybody needs to socialize. We want to feel connected to other people. That's totally true. But if you're at the party all day long, who's doing the work? So, I tell my students they have to set boundaries. Like really, literally, do not go on Facebook, do not go on Twitter, do not go onto the social networks yeah. until you're ready, until you say, "Okay, I've completed my work for the day. Now I can go socialize a little bit and see what's going on out there." Because if you get on those social networks, it's so easy to get lost. And like Pablo, that's my husband. I'll see him like he'll start, he'll go onto the Facebook and there's a video. And then he's like, oh, and that leads into another video. And then he's on another thing. And then, you know, like, he'll be like, hey, do you want to see this? And I'll be like, no. <laughs> right? Because we work right side by side. We have our two computers right next to each other. And I told him, you know, he was struggling for the past few months trying to get his business started. And I said, listen, you know, I, you can't hear it from your wife. You have to hear it from somebody else. So I gave him one of my favorite books, Coach Yourself to Success by Tulane Danner and i said read this because it's all about setting boundaries and she's got 101 ways to get successful to become a success and all that stuff it's a great book and he's like he's like wow really i need to set some boundaries and i'm like yeah <laughs> yeah you got to set some boundaries and one of those boundaries is that you have to delineate you have to really get clear on what is socializing and what is work and facebook to me that is a social network i have a facebook page and i pay someone to put up my posts meaning i create content that's what i do i'm i'm a content creator i'm great at it i love sharing a message with the world like i said earlier so my social media guy i say listen okay i want you to grab my blogs and i want you to create you know grab a picture and put some nice fonts on it you know you're going to blast that out to facebook so that's on a schedule that's on a schedule now i do get in there and i answer back to people my social media person does not answer anyone back i answer those people back but guess what I answer them. I spend one hour a day going onto social media and answering those people's questions. If they, oh, I want to tell me about your book or I I need more information or anything like that. I answer all that stuff personally. I put the time, I allot the time, uh, an hour here. Now there are times when I'm out in the world and I'm like, oh, this would be a great picture because I do my Instagram. So like I'm only on Instagram maybe once per week, right? It's not my main focus. My main focus is getting my content And getting it out into the world in a bigger way. And I can't do that if I'm socializing on Twitter and Facebook. It's not going to happen. That's it. And then I got to get back to work. Otherwise, you're going to be scrambling. I can't get this done. I don't have the energy. I'm dragged in a thousand different directions. Um, Cut it. Nip it in the butt.
0: Yeah, I'm really glad you said that. I've seen a lot of people, and I know I can fall victim to this too, when you sit down to work, if you don't know exactly what you're going to work on, people will just say, oh, well, I'll just go market my business online. I'll just go like market on social media, which means not marketing, actually. (laughs) It means just going on and getting lost in the vortex of Facebook for an hour because it makes you feel, because you're busy, makes you feel like you're doing something, but it's actually not (laughs) really getting you to the next step. So do you have any like favorite tools or programs or strategies or something just to keep yourself organized and
1: productive? Well, I'm pretty self-motivated. You know, that's, It's a good quality that I have. Like, for example, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing that I do is I either journal, meditate, you know, or something like that. And I stretch every morning. So like when I wake up in the morning, I'm very clear that no work is getting done before I take care of the work that needs to be done on Andrea Beeman. And you were talking about me before that I created this brand. And the brand is Andrea Beeman. It's me. And I love what I do. But I wouldn't love what I do if I was feeling like crap. So I'm very clear that in the morning, the first priority, A, number one, take care of Andrea. What does she need? She needs the journal about all the crap that's going on, the stuff that's not finished. Then she's got a journal about her positive thoughts and what makes her feel good. And, you know, what am I today? Oh, you know, today I'm healthy and happy. Like I put in all these positive thoughts. I always get all the crap out and I put the positive thoughts in. And then I'll sit and meditate. But before I meditate, I'll open up my meridian's. So we were talking about energy, right, from the universe earlier. So, you know, like I'll do meridian stretches or I'll do yoga. You know, I'm doing something to open up my energy body, my energetic body, so that I'm receptive to energy and I'm not starting the day stuck, right? Slogging out of bed, needing stimulants to get me going. I'm literally opening up my energy channels so that I can be my best. And then when all of that is done, Now, all of this happens in the morning from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Then after that, it's breakfast time and then it's time to work. So when I get all of that taken care of, I am at my best. If I don't get that taken care of, let's say I'm traveling or I have to do something, I do feel it. I feel a shift. So as far as tools, the tools that I use are... Self healing tools. I don't use like any program. Oh, I'm going to do this at two o'clock and do that at two o'clock. I'm, uh, that to me, like again, I'm very expansive. So I know that my best creative hours to create anything is in the morning. So between the hours of nine and 11, I'm generally doing some writing, some type of writing. And then in the afternoon, like, and then of course we stop for lunch. I'll either take a walk in Central Park or along the water here because I know, again, here I am taking care of Andrew Beeman, who is the brand. And this human being that is trying to have a really cool experience on the planet, I know that I'm surrounded by computers and Wi-Fi and all of this non-ionizing radiation on a daily basis, which is draining energy. So I'll get out. Like today, it's, it's raining in New York City. I'm still going to go out into Central Park because I need those negative ions. I, gotta, I need to have what nature is giving me that's going to help to dispel some of this other energy that I've been accumulating from the computers, from the cell phones, from whatever else I'm surrounded by, the Wi-Fi, the routers. Like I'm going to get out into the park. As soon as we finish here, I'm going to get out into the park. I'm going to take a walk and then I'm going to come back, have some lunch. I'll probably go back. I'll go to Facebook. I'll do an hour of work on there. I don't do any socializing on my personal page. Sometimes I'll do that at night. I'm very clear that my professional page is the one that I go to during the day. I'm very clear on that because that's work. And during the daytime is work hours for me. And then in the afternoon, you know, I'll finish up work. And then of course, you know dinner time comes and we make some dinner and have something and then at you know as an entrepreneur i know like i'm very clear that entrepreneurs work a lot so when people tell me oh you know i don't work at night or i don't do this I, i've always worked at night <laughs> you know like since since i've started my business i love work i gave away my television about 15 years ago because i think that television is a great medium to get information out into the world but i don't watch it because there's a lot of crap on it right it's just Sometimes when we go traveling, you know, I have to do conferences. I'll give lectures at conferences around the country and stuff like that. And there'll be a television in the hotel room, and I gotta tell you, when Pablo puts it on, it's literally like I don't know, like what happens? Like, like his brain turns into like mush. mine too. Mine too. I'll, I'll watch it and I'll, I'll be like watching it and, and just, it's nonsense. It's like nothing that's really good or anything. It's like train wrecks all over the place, no mm-hmm. so train wrecks. And it, it turns your brain into like this smushy thing and, and very, <laughs> uh, right. So totally. I'm very, yeah. So I'm, I'm very clear that there's a reason why I don't have a television in my house. It's because I like to generate content. I don't want to be sucked into it. I want to generate good quality content and get that out into the world so that people can have something that's not melting their brain. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. You
0: know, I, think, I honestly think that kind of ties back into the cycles because I've noticed like I go through these content cycles because I'm definitely a content. I'm just a very creative person. I'm always creating things and putting them out in the world, you know, and I have that need to do that. But I notice I go through this cycle And there's the cycle of where I'm like more receptive, where I need to consume content, where I might need to go out and do research and see what other people are doing and get inspired and kind of consume. And then when I need to create, I stop all consumption. Like I'll even stop reading books. Like I just, and it's not even a choice. I just have found naturally that feels better. And I just stop consuming content and just create and create and create and create. And then after a while, it will like switch back. So I wonder, it makes me kind of think, oh, I wonder if that's a seasonal thing. But I definitely felt those flows in my own work.
1: Yeah, I'm exactly the same way, Amanda. You know, like, for example, the things that inspire me are the things that I love to consume. So I'll go out and I'll, I'll hear an inspirational speaker that I love. I'll go and I'll sit in on a lecture. I'll take classes on natural healing. I love that stuff. I just took a class on energy healing this summer. I'm now in a three-year herbal program. I love learning about that stuff. And you're exactly right. There's a time when you cannot read anything. So like when I was just launching my latest book, Happy Healthy Thyroid, I had all of this herbal homework and herb stuff that was calling to me, right? From school that I had to get done. And I literally had to shut it out in order to birth that book and get that content out into the world. I couldn't hear anybody else's stuff. I couldn't listen to anybody else's stuff. I didn't want anybody else's stuff. I needed to get my stuff, my stuff out there without any distractions. Mm-hmm. And you know, now, of course, that the book is published, I can get back to doing the other stuff and absorbing and, and gaining other knowledge, but I'm with you 100%.
0: You know, I think this might be a problem, a real problem for people, because one thing that I see over and over with Wellpreneurs and especially with health coaches is that because we're passionate about health and wellness and we love learning, we just want to keep learning more. And people kind of feel like, well, I don't know enough. Maybe if I just take this next course, maybe if I just get one more certification, then I'll be ready. And I think that's like consuming, consuming, consuming content. And at some point, you just have to stop and be like, okay, now it's my time to actually produce something and, and synthesize.
1: Yeah, I'll give you a, a great example. I mean, I have students all the time. They're learning that I need another certification. I need this. I, I don't feel confident. That's They're lacking confidence. Confidence comes from taking action and putting your work into the world. You're not going to wake up one morning and go, oh my gosh, I'm so confident. Let me go give a lecture. (laughs) Right? Totally. Yes. You have to actually, if you want to be a lecturer on the circuit, you have to get up and start giving talks. Nobody's going to say, oh my gosh, I heard that you want to be a lecturer. Well, why don't you come and lecture at my conference? That's not the way that it works. So you actually have to start lecturing and creating and putting that content out into the world and that builds your confidence. And when you're out there doing, instead of thinking up in your head, when you're out there doing, you see, oh, this works. This doesn't work. This was a fail. This was a plus. And, you know, it's it's like the kid. When a kid gets up, he wants to learn how to ride a bicycle. He gets on the bicycle, guaranteed. How many kids fall off the bicycle? What do they do? Get back on the bicycle because they want to learn how to ride that bike. You get back on the bicycle, he falls off, you get back on, you scrape your little knee. Okay, put a bandaid on, get back on the bicycle. So that's, in order for them to create the confidence to become a bike rider, to be able to ride a bike, they actually have to stumble and fall and fall off the bike and get scraped and bruised and all that stuff. The same thing with creating your business. It's not enough to simply keep reading about it or keep thinking about it. You actually have to put your business into action. Mm -hmm. You have to get out there. You have to get scraped. You have to get a little scuffed up. You got all of that stuff because that's going to build the confidence that you're like, of course, now I can ride a bike. Now I can do this.
0: I'm like over here nodding because I think that mindset shift is a huge difference between people that are successful running a wellness business and people that aren't because those people that are successful, they just know they're going to fail. And so like, you know, you want to find a coaching client. You just got to put yourself, you can't just ask one person and they turn you down and then, oops, well, I guess that coaching isn't going to work. Or I see a lot because the people I talk to want to run like group programs and online programs and, you know, they'll try it one time and maybe nobody signs up or like nobody joins their webinar or only one person like registers and they're like, oh, I guess that didn't work. And the people that are successful are the ones that are like, huh, okay that didn't go as well as I wanted. Let me try it again. Let me change this and do it again and try this angle and try this different marketing technique. And you just have to keep trying. And
1: eventually it works. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got another great story for you. Remember I was talking about My or the other, mm-hmm. uh, little while ago, Coach Yourself to Success. If you don't have it yet, it. it's a great book. She told a story about how She wanted to do a lecture, a lecture about, you know, becoming irresistibly attractive. Like, how do you attract more clients and all this stuff? Because she's a life coach, not a business coach. You know, she's a life coach. And it's all about working on yourself. So she wanted to create this lecture on becoming irresistibly attractive. And she marketed it and she promoted it and she put advertising around it. And, you know, this was 20 something years ago. And um, she said, finally, the day she rented a room, right? Finally, the day came, one person, showed up to her lecture. One person. So she said to the one person in the room, she said, I'm still willing to do this lecture if you're willing to listen to it. And I'm going to record this. And she recorded that lecture. Now, that lecture that she recorded 20 years ago to the one person is still selling. She has it on her website. It's a download. She still, plus, she's le- she lectures to top 500 companies all over the world. Right, getting their sales staff, you know, getting them into the to the business of making it happen, and it started with that. What, what could have been perceived as a huge failure turned out to be one of her greatest successes. Mm-hmm. That's
0: awesome. So just keep going is yes. the model of the story. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Well, Andrea, we're running out of time. This has gone so fast, but I'm wondering if you have any wisdom or tips or final thoughts you want to leave with the wellness entrepreneurs out there who maybe you want to look at like diversifying their business and really making a go of
1: it. Yeah. You know what? I think the best advice I can give is to take action, get out of your head and get into the world and learn by doing, you know, it's, it's great that you want to learn stuff and I'm going to take the next course and do this and do that, but just start to take action because that's where you're going to start to really feel the, or experience the fruits of your labor, so to speak, right? Get out and take action. I can't say it enough. Take action on your ideas. Take action on your business. Take action on your hopes and dreams because you don't want to get to the end of your life and go, man, I should have done this. I should have done that. I could have done this. I could have done that. Just do it. You know, like the Nike commercial,
0: (laughs) just do it. Totally. I think that's one of my big motivators is just when I'm feeling the fear around anything, I just think someday, am I going to regret it if I don't do this? Yes. Okay, well then. (laughs) just, and you just get on with it because that's the most important thing at the end of the day, but awesome. So Andrea, tell people where they can get in touch with you or learn more about you or work with
1: you. They can get in touch with me at my website, www.andreabeeman.com. I've got books, DVDs, health and wellness, wellness programs that reach students around the world. One of my favorite programs that I teach is the new healers master coaching program. And that's for students that are not feeling confident because they they don't feel that they know enough. And it teaches them about the other energy pathways in the body, you know, like how to diagnose people by just looking at them or feeling their energy. You know, the meridians, the chakras, it's a fun, fun class. Just go to the website. You'll see a whole bunch of stuff that's awesome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And I'll link to all of that in the show notes so that people can find you. And I'll link to your Instagram too, because I'm getting really into Instagram at the moment. So good. We'll link you up over there too. So thank you so much, Andrea, for being with us today.
1: Oh, you're welcome, Amanda. Thanks for having me on.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Health Coach Careers Podcast. If you're thinking about becoming a health coach, don't forget to download my free Health Coach Decision Kit to help you decide if health coaching is the right next step for you. Download the Decision Kit at wellpreneurcom slash decision kit.